For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I hate long intros. Y'all read the title, so let's get right into it. Today we'll be reacting to an article from Ben Cotton, and this one is actually from Fox Sports. Y'all know usually we do the Bleacher Report articles by the guy Andy Bailey. So today we got someone new, so I'm very interested to hear what he has to say. Uh, one thing I do want to know is this article says February 9th is the trade deadline, according to AEDT. Uh, if you're in the United States, the trade deadline is on February 8th, which is a Thursday. I'm assuming this guy's from Australia, considering the top pick is Josh Giddy. Anyways, let's get into it. He has the first trade is the Atlanta Hawks with a monster deal right off the bat. He has them receiving Jonathan Kaminga and that large Andrew Wiggins contract for Clint Capella, AJ Griffin, and a second round pick. Right off the bat, I'd say I don't know if this is something that Warriors fans love. Because if you're not aware, Jonathan Kaminga has been hooping of late. Let me look his stats up real quick right here. But I know he's been shooting like 60-something percent over the last week. Real quick on the season, he's averaging 15 points a game on 53%, 33% from three. So not great numbers from three. But if you do go to his last, I guess, let's go since... The beginning of January, even just to get his numbers on 2024 as a whole. Uh, so a bit of a large sample size here. Kaminga's averaging 21 points a night on 58% from the field, 41% from three. You can see those numbers are crazy uh, for quite a decent sample size there. But the reason the Warriors would do this trade is to get off of Andrew Wiggins' contract. Now, Wiggins' production has essentially fell off a cliff. And as you can see right here, the guy got Four years left on his deal, making over $24 million, even gets up to high, as high as $30 million in the last year, which is that player option, which you got to think that Andrew Wiggins is going to take, especially considering his numbers this year are just, where is he at? 12 points per game. That's a whole five points down from where he was the last couple seasons. Obviously, was the all-star starter two seasons ago, uh, and he's only shooting 43% from the field, 31% from three. I don't know exactly what happened with Wiggins. I do know there was some personal stuff going on there. Not don't know if that relates to it, so I don't want to be too hard on him. But obviously, his production has fell off a cliff. And with that money, you can make an argument it's one of the worst trades in the entire league. And obviously, the Golden State Warriors want to win right now. Who knows how many years they have left in Steph Curry's window. They can't afford to just sit idle and be as bad as they are, really, because I think there's still a couple games under 500. So they're essentially giving up on Jonathan Kaminga to get off of Andrew Wiggins' contract. And in return, they're getting a very nice big man, which is something that I think they've needed for a while now. Obviously, they have Kevon Looney. Clint Capella is a similar type player. Uh, AJ Griffin's actually had his moments in the league as well. So this is essentially just something to shake it up for the Warriors. But I don't believe this necessarily makes them better, right? Because we know Kaminga is a better player than Clint Capella. I know he had his issues with Steve Kerr, but they've seemed to move on from past that. Uh, so this is really just a trade to kind of shake it up for the Warriors. Maybe that gives them some more ammo to make a trade since they could argue Clint Capella is more tradable down the line, maybe next year in the offseason. 
Uh, I don't really know. Uh, actually, I do want to check on Clint Capella's contract. Maybe he isn't expiring, which if that is the case, that would mean they could get off a ton of money. But no, Clint Capella still makes another $20 million next year. But because he'd be expiring, that means he would be a more tradable asset next year. So overall, this, this is a fine trade. I, I do love it for the Hawks, though. They get younger. Maybe Wiggins gets revitalized in a new situation. And that team, of course, also needs to shake it up. And I think Kaminga and Wiggins, two kind of wings that could play a little bit of defense and score, I think they would help that team very well. So I probably do like this for the Hawks more than the Warriors. Uh, we have the Boston Celtics. Damn. They're receiving Alex Caruso in the second round pick for Peyton Pritchard, Sravi Mikhailuk, and two first round picks. That is about the asking price that the Bulls are asking for for Caruso. Uh, they'd be able to get it from the Celtics. I don't know how the hell the Celtics have two first round picks. The Celtics make 100 trades every year. They get Porzingis, they get you Holiday, and they still got all these picks. Meanwhile, Miami Heat is sitting here with Terry Rozier and Tyler Hero, and they got no assets. I, I don't get it. This trade will be scary for the Boston Celtics, and the Bulls get good value. I think this is a win-win. The Brooklyn Nets, they get DeJounte Murray, probably the hottest name at this trade deadline. Uh, and then in return, the Hawks will be receiving Dinwiddie and two first-round picks. Not terrible value for the Hawks. They just traded essentially three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray last offseason or two offseasons ago. So they're able to recoup a little bit of that. And from the Nets' perspective, they're kind of on the borderline whether they want to buy in with this current core or if they want to sell off. They haven't really been able to capture the magic of last season's team after trading KD and Kyrie. They've been kind of mid to below mid. Uh, but this trade is kind of helping, or I guess they'd kind of hope would put them in the next tier. And they would have a really nice starting lineup with Cam Johnson, with Mikel Bridges, with DeJounte Murray, Nick Claxton maybe, Dorian Finney-Smith. It's tough to say because a lot of those names I just mentioned are potentially also on the trading block for the Nets, and I do expect to get into some of them as we continue this article. Now, for the Hawks, two first, or I guess uh, they kind of have to, I don't want to say blow it up because blow it up would mean trade Trey Young, but it's obviously uh, it's obviously the DeJounte Murray experiment isn't working. They're not as good as they would have hoped, so that's kind of why we've heard all these rumors of them wanting to move on from him. The fit doesn't seem great. And like I said earlier, they can recoup most of the value they got for him. So it's sort of just like hitting the undo button. This is a fine trade for them. Uh, but I do like it for the Nets. It doesn't make them contenders, but it does make them a little bit better. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, they're getting Davis Bertans in the first round pick, which means that the OKC Thunder must finally be getting rid of him. And they are uh, getting P.J. Washington in return. The Thunder are a team that I would love to see make a move because they are so good, so young, so talented, literally the number one seed, I believe, at the time of this recording, and they have the most assets in the NBA. I think they'd be crazy not to make a move, especially when they have Davis Batarns, who has a huge contract. That's why they'd be attaching a first-round pick to get rid of it, and in return, they'd be getting P.J. Washington. Now, I do like P.J. Washington, and I like his fit on the Thunder because he's a four, right? Now, he wouldn't start on that team. They got Jalen Williams, who's been hooping, but I do think they could use a backup four. The thing is, though, I would prefer, if the Thunder make a trade, I would prefer to see them make a trade to get more actual size or more veteran leadership. Not that they need it, but some vets with more experience can't hurt. P.J. Washington is still young, and he's only 6'7". So although he's a very good power forward, he really doesn't add the size that I think they should be looking for. And uh, he's obviously young, so he doesn't get that veteran leadership either. But maybe they're a team that's in a market to make a few trades, or maybe they hold off until next year. 
They got like 13 first-round picks this uh, draft. They'll still have like double-digit picks next draft, I'm sure. So they'll be able to make some move for some years to come. If they want to ride this season out, see how it goes, I don't see any reason they can't be just as good, if not better, next season. And then maybe that's when they offhaul uh, off a lot of those assets to get a better piece if nothing's available right now. But overall, I do like this trade for the Thunder and for the Hornets. You get a first-round pick for P.J. Washington. Why would the Hornets want to get rid of P.J. Washington? I never really understood that. He's been a guy who's we've, we've heard in trade rumors for a while now. I feel like he fits their timeline well. I feel like he fits that starting lineup well. Uh, maybe, they, maybe it's because they value Miles Bridges as that starting four. Uh, but I hate Miles Bridges, and he should be in jail. So, uh, but it's a fine trade for the Hornets. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, they're getting Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, a first and a second round pick for DeMar DeRozan. If that is the value that DeMar DeRozan goes for, the Miami Heat better snag that man. They better do it. Because, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that that's the value. DeMar's a little bit older, and I do know he's on an expiring contract. So it's the risk that it's just a rental for the team that receives him. Uh, but I still think he's an amazing player who's just kind of toiling away in Chicago because they're not that good. Now, I know DeMar has his deficiencies in the playoffs, but when you put him on a team like the Knicks, who has Jalen Brunson, who's an amazing playoff performer, can't say Julius Randle because he also seems to, the lights be the lights are too bright for him in the playoffs, but obviously DeMar wouldn't be the guy in New York, so I actually do love his fit there a lot. And if you're talking about a big three, uh, I mean, big three, using that term loosely, but but a core of Brunson and DeMar and Randle, you got OG Ananobi at the four spot. That team would be nice. That team would be very, very nice. And from the Bulls, while it's not a lot of value for DeMar DeRozan, considering what they gave up. Uh, oh, no, I think they did. They sign him in free agency. But either way, DeMar is a great player. One first round pick is not a ton uh, but they have to make a move. And there's been a lot of rumors they might not make a move because they haven't made a move in years, right? Uh, but they need to blow it up, especially with Zach Levine being out the rest of the season. So any trade the Bulls make this uh, this deadline, I'll call a win. We have the Hawks receiving Karis Leverts and two second-round picks, and the Cavaliers receive DeAndre Hunter. Hmm. A little bit of a defensive wing for offensive wing swap. I don't know why the Hawks would want the offensive wing. You, you'd think with a, if they're trading DeJounte Murray and they got a Trey Young at that one spot, they'd want a wing who could kind of pick up more on the defensive end, and that would be DeAndre Hunter. Uh, but overall, I don't, I don't really have many thoughts on this trade. I think DeAndre Hunter is a great player. I think Karis LeVert is great inconsistently. But this is just kind of an even trade, in my opinion. Uh, we have the Dallas Mavericks receiving Kyle Kuzma and the Wizards receiving Grant Williams, Rashawn Holmes, Jaden Hart. Oh, Jaden Harvey. Very nice young player and a first round pick. This is nice value for the Wizards, I think, because I, I do love Kyle Kuzma, a great rebounder, can stretch the floor, scores a lot. But I'm wondering if it's a little bit of a good stats, bad team kind of guy uh, because he's not very efficient. So I think his value gets overrated a little bit, even though he is averaging like over 21 points per game. Uh, but it would be nice for the Mavericks because they're getting, I guess, more of a, I don't know. See, the thing is, I've always liked Grant Williams. He actually earned my respect with the whole Jimmy Butler situation in, in the playoffs last year. I'm not sure why the Mavericks have been trying to get rid of him ever since they got him. I'm not actually sure what his numbers are this season. Uh, let me check that up real quick here. So this season, Grant Williams is averaging eight points a night, four rebounds, 41% from the field, and 37% from three. So the three-point numbers are good. Obviously, the, the field goal percentage is not great. Uh, so it doesn't look like he's having too good a season for them. And considering they just signed him, I guess they want to move on from him. 
So I do know he has long-term money. I'm sure that's not something the Wizards would want to take on. But if they're getting Jaden uh, Hardy, who's a very nice young player, and a first-round pick, I think that's decent value for the Mavericks. And then maybe if Grant Williams starts picking up his game a little bit, maybe the Wizards could flip him down the line as well. Uh, so I do like the trade for the Wizards. The Mavericks, I guess they shake it up a little bit because they're not playing great. So I get why they do it, but I would say that the Wizards win this trade. Uh, moving on, we got the Denver Nuggets receiving Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks receive Julian Strother and a second-round pick. Zero thoughts on this deal. Quentin Grimes a nice young player. Denver adds some help to their bench. Whatever. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, they receive Kevin Herter, Davion Mitchell first in a first and second-round pick. The Kings get Bohan Bogdanovich and Killian Hayes. The Pistons better make a move this trade deadline, and it also better include trading Bohan Bogdanovich. He's too good a player to be just doing nothing except losing in Detroit. They could get some value for him. I don't know why they would wait any longer until it's too late, and I absolutely love his fit on the Sacramento Kings. Now, I also like Kevin Herter's fit on the Kings. I mean, I'd argue that he's similar to Bohan Bogdanovich because they're essentially catch and shoot, you know, three-point shooters. Uh, but obviously, Bohan could play more of the four. Kevin Herter's more of a two. So I guess this allows the Kings to start him at the four next to Sabonis uh, and slide someone else into that, that two-guard spot. But is the upgrade from Kevin Herter to Bohan Bogdanovich? But see, then you got Keegan Murray, too. Is Keegan Murray playing the three? Is Bohan Bogdanovich playing playing the three? Does that allow the Kings to put... Uh, What's his name? I just forgot his name. Does that does that allow the Kings to put Malik Monk at the starting two? I know he's been coming off the bench. But then what do you do about Harrison Barnes? The Kings, if they did a move like this, I think I think another move would follow because uh, it does create a bit of a logjam. And I'm not sure that the upgrade from Kevin Herter to Bohan Bogdanovich is worth a first and a second round pick. Davion Mitchell's been a disappointment. I think he's just sort of more of a throw in here. Uh, I'm not sure I love this for the Kings, but I don't hate it because Bohan's a very good player. Uh, and for the Pistons, I do love it. They got a first-round pick for Bohan, moved on. Nice young player in Kevin Herter. It's a decent trade for them. Uh, got another trade with the Warriors. They're receiving Alex Caruso and Nikola Vucevic, but they're sending out Chris Paul, Terrence Jackson Davis, and two first-round picks. That's a lot of value. Terrence Jackson Davis has been playing very great for them as well. But again, if you're the Warriors, you don't care about your young future. You want to try to win right now. And the Bulls are still getting the two first-round picks they want for Caruso. The Warriors are also getting a, a big man that I've said they've needed, especially an offensive-minded one, which is something that that team is. They're built around offense. You'd still have Draymond at the four to cover up a lot of the defensive stuff. Uh, and they'd be moving on from Chris Paul just a half a season after getting him. I guess that experiment didn't work out great, although Chris Paul hasn't been bad. Obviously, the fit with Caruso and Vucevic is better. So, hey, I think this deal makes the Warriors a hell of a lot better. Excellent trade for them. And if the Bulls are receiving two first-round picks, they're able to shed Vucevic's contract. That's a plus for the Bulls, too. You know what? I love this trade for the Bulls as well. Uh, th I think this one is a win-win. Wow, we have a monster deal. The Houston Rockets receiving Mikel Bridges. The Nets are getting Jalen Green, Tari Eason, Jacques Landell, and three first. So you remember earlier when I said the Nets might either buy in or they might sell? The previous trade had them getting DeJounte Murray. This one has them absolutely selling and getting a haul for Mikel Bridges. I think the Nets should sell because I don't think Mikel Bridges is a guy that could be around. Or you could build around. He can't be your number one. So if a deal is not out there to get the guy, I don't know if that'll be anytime soon. And if you can get three first-round picks from Mikel Bridges, you can kind of just go back to last year and say they traded KD and Kyrie for whoever, whatever other picks they got 
plus another three first-round picks and Jalen Green, who obviously hasn't been great or lived up to that number two pick in the draft prospect, but he's still a nice young player with a lot of trade value too. This is an awesome trade for the Nets and an amazing trade for the Rockets. Helps fit their timeline, helps uh, bridge the gap between the future and win now, uh, and really improves a team that's already playing better than most people expected. I love this trade for both teams. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are taking that large Jeremy Grant contract, and the Pacers are receiving Buddy Hill, Benedict Mathurin, a first and a second round pick. Hmm. Obviously, from the Pacers' standpoint, you know they're going to trade Buddy Hill at some point. But I know they like Benedict Mathurin a lot as well. I know I don't know his exact position. He's either like a two or a three. But the Pacers do have some other options there, right? They have obviously uh, what was I gonna say? They have uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Andrew Nemhart is the guy I was singing. Uh, they had some other guards too that I was something. I'm blanking off the top of my head. Let me see it right here. The Pacers roster. Uh, obviously Halliburton. Uh, yeah, because that opens some more room for Obi Tobin. Aaron Neesmith is another one. Uh, obviously, T.J. McConnell. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But I know the Pacers have a bit of a logjam with players there. If they can get rid of a few guys and get someone in return who's even better, I do think that's a great trade for them. Considering they have Siakam, I'm assuming that they put Jeremy Grant at the three. If that's the case, that squad is nice. You got Halliburton, insert starting two, Jeremy Grant, Siakam, and Miles Turner. That team would be very nice. And if all it takes is a first-round pick, I think I love it. Now, G Jeremy Grant does get paid a ton of money, but we know the Pacers aren't really a free agency destination. So they got to make deals. And I think I like this trade. I think that does make the Pacers uh, slightly better than they are now. Contenders? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe next year when Halliburton uh, obviously continues to improve. I like that trade a lot. We have the LA Clippers receiving PJ Washington, PJ uh, and the Hornets getting PJ Tucker, Mason Plumlee in a first round pick. Similar deal to what we saw before. Uh, Hornets get the same value for PJ Washington. Clippers get another guy that could play now instead of a couple guys who weren't. Uh, obviously, Plumlee has been playing, but they got Zubach. They got uh, is a uh, am I tripping saying Daniel Tice is on that team? Because I just went to Heat versus Clippers. And I don't really remember seeing him. Uh, no, yeah, Daniel Tice is on the Clippers. So they obviously the Clippers have other bigs. They don't necessarily need uh. Mason Plumlee, it's a fine trade for both these teams. We have the Lakers receiving DeJounte Murray. Uh, oh, is this a three-team deal? Oh, yeah, that's what the, the title said. The Lakers finally get DeJounte Murray. Hawks get Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, two first-round picks. Wow, that's a lot of value. And the Pelicans receive D'Angelo Russell. So the, the Pelicans are trading Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado for D'Lo. I don't like that deal at all, actually. Uh, I don't know if the Pelicans do this to try to up their offense, but... I feel like they got enough offense between Zion and Brandon Ingram. Those guys aren't having their best seasons, but I think they could be better than what they've shown this season. Uh, I, I don't like this trade for the Pelicans. Uh, that's incredible value for the Hawks, though. Yeah, I, I love that value for the Hawks. They get another defender, go ahead and play alongside Trey Young, help him out uh, Help him out on that side of the ball, and two first-round picks. Uh, great trade for the Lakers, too, uh, giving up D-Lo and two first-round picks. I do think DeJounte Murray is a very nice upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Uh, so love, it, love this trade for the Lakers, love it for the Hawks. The Pelicans, not so much. We have the Memphis Grizzlies getting Jonathan Isaac and two first-round picks for Luke Kennard. Uh, irrelevant trade. We're moving on. We have the Miami Heat. Receiving Alice Caruso and the Bulls receive Josh Richardson, Nikola Jovich, and a first round pick. Wow. See, I actually I actually saw this trade uh prior. I saw it on Twitter. Shout out to Drew Starr. He posted the clip of this. And when I first read the trade, I was like, you know what? I love that trade. I would definitely do it. 
But now that as I'm looking at it, I don't know if I love it. The reason being, you only have two assets left if you're the Miami Heat. It's Nikola Jovic and a first-round pick. I would not be afraid to cash in those because things aren't working right now, and I want to win right now, meaning this season. So I'd be willing to cash in all of our assets to get someone better. I don't know if I'm ready to cash it in for Alex Caruso, especially when maybe I'm ignorant, but I'm not sure the upgrade from Josh Richardson to Alex Caruso is worth giving up the rest of your assets. Because if you do this deal and it doesn't work, you are officially screwed for this season, likely next season, and who knows after that. A lot of Heat fans have been hating on Josh Richardson. I think it's undeserved. I think he's been fine, especially considering he's a minimum contract player. He's been fine defensively, although not as good as he once was, you know, years ago. Uh, and he's been fine offensively. The numbers aren't great, but he can hit the mid-range side. He can hit the three. He's been fine. I think if you were going to do a deal for Alex Caruso, I'd much rather make it a larger deal and get rid of Tyler Hero, maybe try to get Vucevic in return. I think that's the route I would go. So I don't love this trade if I'm the Miami Heat. But for the Bulls, this is nice value because Nikola Jovic is an excellent prospect and they get a first-round pick. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're getting Matisse Thybul and the Trailblazers are getting Pat Connington back, A.J. Green in a second-round pick. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks certainly need some defense because ever, ever since getting Damian Lillard, they have sucked on that side of the ball. So this helps them a little bit. But truthfully, Tease is not that great a player anymore. Uh, the package the Trailblazers are receiving is not really relevant. So we'll move on. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are getting Monty Morris. That's a guy that I really love for the Heat. Uh, and the Pistons are getting Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. I don't know why the Pistons would be doing any sort of trade where they don't get any picks. I mean, I want to see them make deals because I want to see them get more assets. Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. are not young. They're not getting any assets in this deal. Uh, I don't know why the hell they would do this. From the Timberwolves, it's a great deal because Monty Morris is the best player in this trade. I love it from the Wolves. Don't know why the hell the Pistons would do it. The Pelicans getting Tyus Jones, another guy that I love for the Heat. Uh, and the Wizards receiving Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado, and a first-round pick. I'm wondering if the Wizards can get two first-round picks for Tyus Jones because he's having a hell of a season. It's like seven assists per game, one turnover, very efficient from the field and from three. Uh, this is, this isn't great value for him, uh, but a year ago, they might've been lucky to get a first round pick maybe. So the fact they still are able to get that it's fine value. Uh, and from the Pelicans trade, uh, I do love this because they got to make some sort of move to shake it up and they got an actual facilitating point guard that can help their other scores. Like I was saying before, because I, if I was a Pelicans fan, I wouldn't be ready to give up on Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. I think that core can win together. I just think they're not playing as great as they've shown. So for this trade, I do love it for the Pelicans. For the Wizards, it's fine value. The New York Knicks getting Bruce Brown for a first-round pick and shedding Evan Fournier's contract. This is a deal the Knicks would want to do if they want to go all in. Is this enough to put uh, them over the top, Bruce Brown? I don't think so. But the Knicks have like six tradable firsts or something like that. If you want to use one of them to improve slightly, it's not a bad trade for the Knicks. Uh, and the Raptors getting a first-round pick for a guy they just got. Just adds more value to that. Was it the OG Ananobi trade that they got him in? I, I don't remember, but it's nice value for the Raptors. So this is this is a fine trade for both sides. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder getting some size with Nick Claxton and the Nets receiving Davis Bertans and two first round picks. I love this deal. If I'm the Brooklyn or if I'm the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, you got the first round picks. Use them. Is Claxton worth two first round picks? Likely not. But you got a hundred of them. You might as well move them. Now, 
he's still uh, Nick Claxton is still very young. I know that's the issue I had with PJ Washington when I was talking about him earlier. But Nick Claxton is a lot bigger than PJ Washington, I believe. Sometimes I'd be tripping and the guy's not actually as big as I, I think they are. Pause. Wow, that was wild. But yeah, Claxton is 6'11. Uh, so obviously that's a lot taller than PJ Washington, who was 6'7. So I do like this trade for them. Would he start? I don't know. Now, Nick Claxton is very young. He's 24. He's going to be up for a, an extension or new contract soon. Would he want to resign there if he's coming off the bench? Probably not. But if you start Shea, do you put Dort at the two, Jalen Williams at the three, and then Holmgren at the four, Claxton at the five? I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably forgetting some some players there too because obviously you still got Josh Giddy. They'd have to move. I don't know. But I do love his fit there. I think this is an excellent trade. Uh, and the Nets getting that kind of value for Claxton is great for them as well. The Magic finally add some more shooting, get Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Hawks, and are getting Jonathan. And the Hawks are getting Jonathan Isaac in a first round pick. Obviously, the Bohan, the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal with Atlanta hasn't worked out great either. So if they get a first round pick for him, I think that's fine value. Uh, and I think the Magic have an excellent roster, very good defensively. They could use the shooting and the scoring, especially from that guard position. I love this trade for the Magic from the Hawks. It's fine value. Uh, the 76ers get Bruce Brown and they send off their expiring finally of Marcus Morris, Jaden Springer, and two second round picks. Excellent trade for the 76ers. Although I would say, why are you buying in when Joel Embiid is going to miss the rest of the season? Now, I don't think Bruce Brown is actually under contract next season. He may be, though. Uh, so, okay, so he has a team option for next season, $23 million. That'll likely get picked up. So if the 76ers do this trade, I guess it's more of a trade for next year. And now you have another guy, very nice defensive guard slash wing two to pair next to Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. Uh, I think it'd be a very nice fit for that team. Love the trade for the Sixers, for the Raptors. It's not as good as getting the first round pick that you got in some of these other trades, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we have the Phoenix Suns getting Miles Bridges, uh, Charlotte Hornets receiving uh, Nasir Little, Josh Okogie, and three second round picks. Uh, that's too much value for Miles Bridges because he should be in jail. Moving on, the Portland Trailblazers are getting Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, and a first round pick from Malcolm Brogdon. Again, similar trade to what we saw earlier with the Knicks. They're getting another piece that can help them win right now. Malcolm Brogdon is an excellent player, having an excellent season. And I do think uh, this is fine value for the Trailblazers. I like this trade for both teams. My camera is about to die, so let's keep it rolling until it does. The Sacramento Kings are getting Kyle Kuzma. The Wizards are getting Harrison Barnes, David Mitchell, and a first-round pick. This is fine value for the Wizards. The Kings could start another four, puts a bonus at the five. This is fine for both teams. We got the Spurs getting Chuchu Okimi, a second-round or Chumo Kiki, second-round pick. The Magic get Jetty Osmond, irrelevant trade. The Raptors are getting Davis Batons in the first round pick. Thunder get Bruce Brown, some more help, uh, championship experience, guard slash wing to help their team. I do like this trade for the Thunder. They got to make a move. The Jazz receiving Markel Fultz in the first round pick for Jordan Clarkson. Excellent trade for the Jazz. Jordan Clarkson is getting a bit older. That team doesn't. Uh, that team is not good now. They should be getting more assets. Fultz is still a nice young piece and a first round pick. This is great. And the Magic are getting that score that we were talking about earlier. I love it. The Wizards are receiving Gabe Vincent, Max Lewis, and a first-round pick. The Lakers get Tyus Jones. The, the Lakers could use a facilitating guard like uh, Tyus Jones. I think he fits better than D'Angelo Russell, who could facilitate a little bit. Let me not disrespect him. But this is a nice trade, and the Wizards are able to get off, or the Lakers are able to get off Gabe Vincent, who obviously hasn't been healthy. And if all the Lakers got to do is give off a first-round pick, and they get to keep D'Lo in this deal, it really adds some more depth to the Lakers. So I do like that trade a lot. Well, that's the last trade. 
in this article. Before the camera dies, make sure to like, subscribe, check out the vlog from the Heat game that I posted yesterday, and I'll be uh, around all trade deadline for more content. So I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.